0: In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Washington Capitals and their need to get younger. How are they going to accomplish that? And then later in the show, we are going to talk about Lars Eller. It was a challenging year for him. What is his future with the Washington Capitals? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. My name is Dan Holming. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Caps. So that's what we're going to talk about today is we hear oftentimes that the Washington Capitals need to get younger. And I don't think that there's really any argument there. I mean, if you take a look around the league, it is a league that is is getting younger and younger and the players are getting quicker and faster out there. And then you take a look at the Washington Capitals who are kind of hung up on this nucleus. You know, I think there's a certain level of nostalgia like this is the group that took us to the 2018 Stanley Cup. And by God, we're going to keep this team together as long as we possibly can. Well, that doesn't necessarily always work and it doesn't always translate in the real world. In this case, the National Hockey League, as you saw the Washington Capitals make another first round exit. How are the Washington Capitals going to change this? I mean, it just seems, you know, a certain level of insanity to keep hitting it again and again every year with the same players and hoping that you can, you know, kind of realign the stars and uh, take a time machine and go back to 2018 and win another Stanley Cup with this nucleus. I don't think it's possible, and I think you are going to see some changes taking place with this Washington Capitals team. Uh, The most notable issue, the biggest problem with the Washington Capitals this past season – was in net. I don't think there's really any debate about it. It was a tandem that you know was spoke about all season long about how we need to make changes. Well, what changes do we need to make? Um, are there going to be a different netminder? Is there a good option for the Washington Capitals in house in net? Uh, you take a look at Hunter Shepard, Phoenix Copley, uh, Zach Fukali. Can one of them rise to the challenge to be the next starter, or at least the number two for the Washington Capitals? Uh, that remains to be seen. And then we take a look around the team in general. We hear a lot about defense. Oftentimes, I will bring up and say that the net minding was an issue with the Washington Capitals, and they'll say, "No, Dan, no, it wasn't. The, it wasn't the net minding. It was the defense." Uh, so, what do the Washington Capitals have? in AHL Hershey? Is there viable options? For in the Bears organization or the Stingrays, are there op- options in house for the Washington Capitals, or do they need to make a big splash and go outside of the organization and seek some help? Um, I, I mean, I, in this show, that's what we're going to talk about later in the show are some options. Who are the top players in AHL Hershey right now that would be viable options for the Washington Capitals to start in the fall? And a lot will be determined. I mean, let's be honest, when we get to the fall, when we start to have camps, I know there's uh, camps even earlier than that. I want to say like around July, they have like the rookie camps and all that. What are some of the options for the Washington capitals going forward? Are there viable options we'll talk about that, um, but that is what I think that we need to do is that we need to look internally uh, before we start going outside of the organization and you know kind of kicking the can down the road you know i 'm going to give you this first round pick and that second round pick you know so we can get this player that 's in his thirties you know that 's the script that the Washington capitals have kind of adhered to for the last i don 't know dozen years or i right, let's say five to ten years. Where they're always just trying to kick the can down the road, and they're just trying to to you know to get an older player that's going to help them out, but with that mindset, that is what where the Washington capitals are right now. They're in that position because they have traded away futures they've traded away draft picks um it, it, for an older player and that's why you have the oldest team on ice right now is with that mantra that mindset of just playing with old players again and again. And uh, you know they didn't really do themselves any favors. I got to say at the trade deadline they picked up Marcus Johansson, which you know, let's be honest, I think that part of that was a part of, you know, Capitals fans feeling nostalgic, you know, Marcus Johansson, you know, back in the good old days. Well, you got to kind of move on past that and then you got Johan Larson you know, both players who are a bit older and it kind of flies in the face of what the Washington Capitals want to do. They want to get younger. And what did they do? They picked up two older players, you know, I guess between the two, uh, Marcus Johansson actually played pretty well, uh, in the roles that he had with the Washington Capitals. He had some kind of late game heroic goals, kind of like what he did before with the Washington Capitals, but ultimately, I do not think that that is where the Washington Capitals want to be. They don't want to be this aging team and just trying to, you know, relive their glory days. You know, you see that a lot, a lot of times in bands out there, you know, oh, this band put out a record. You guys haven't been relevant for 20 years. That's where the Washington Capitals are facing. You know, we're trying to relive and we're trying to get the old band back together and keep it together. And, you know, it's going to be Ovechkin and Backstrom and and John Carlson will ride off into the sunset and we'll win another Stanley Cup. Well, statistics are not on your side if you see that. If you take a look uh, at the Tampa Bay Lightning, who defeated the Florida Panthers, they just they, were, they didn't win a game. And uh, guess what? The Florida Panthers, the team that took down the Washington Capitals, they're now setting up tea time. Um, so that's what I'm talking about, is you constantly have to upgrade and make changes. If you take a look at that Lightning lineup, for example, they, they were willing to make changes. They haven't stuck with the same players again and again and again. And if you want to kind of widen the lens a little bit more and uh, take a look at the New York Rangers, they were a team that, that you know, they they were kept going at it every year with the same lineup, the same lineup, the same lineup. What did they do? They had a rebuild. There was a rough, you know, I'd say one and a half, two years, but they ultimately found a way uh, to get past that. They had that rebuild. And guess what? They're in the playoffs and it remains to be seen how they finish up, but they're in the, they're going to probably even make it, uh, who knows, a, a long push into the playoffs, but kind of just a good example as a template is maybe what the Washington capitals need to do going forward. I know that it's painful and uh, it doesn't always go well. Like I've talked about, if you take a look at the Washington nationals, that is an example of a rebuild. That's not going real good. And I don't see any way out for the Washington capitals. You take a look at, uh, you know, it's Juan Soto. Uh, he's pretty much the franchise player on the team, trying to lead that team to the promised land. They're all in the cellar looking at Adam like, get us out of here. Um, but you know that is the one thing that you don't want to have happen with the Washington Capitals. You don't want to have a team where it's just Alex Ovechkin and then a bunch of unknown players. I don't think that the Washington fan base has an appetite for another rebuild um, of that poor nature. So I think that if the Washington Capitals are tactful, uh, you have Brian McClellan and uh, Ted Leonsis get together because they made certain promises to Alex Ovechkin that he would play on a winning team. So I, I like what they said. Kind of stick to what they're going to do. Kind of a retool, not a rebuild. I know it's semantics really, but, or, you know, how you want to phrase it, but I think that that's what they need to do is they're, we're going to move on some with some big name players and it, it might be a little bit of a different Washington Capitals team uh, going forward here, but that's the, what the Washington Capitals have to do is they have to embrace change. You see change all around the league. So I don't think that the Washington Capitals should be opposed to that. All right, so after the break here, we are going to talk about what players the Washington Capitals have in-house. Are any of them ready for prime time? We'll talk about those players, but first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders only the parts that they choose to carry? You have computers with access to Rock Auto at home and in your pocket. So that's what you want to do. You don't need to go to the big auto parts. Retailers go to Rock Auto. Save time and money while using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Example, Honda Odyssey fuel pump, $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet – so that's what you need to do. Go to Rock Auto. Quit wasting your time. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find solutions for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about a section so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcasts, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So that's what we're talking about here next is the Washington Capitals and how are they going to get younger? This is a great story in NBC Sports Washington. They talk about it. Capitals general manager Brian McClellan doesn't believe the Capitals need a sudden injection of speed into their lineup after the team's loss to the younger, quicker Florida Panthers. He does believe, however... They need to find a youth injection. The Capitals are now in their fourth straight off season after a first-round exit in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And with a few major decisions coming this summer, here is a look at the players. And some of these names aren't too surprising, or they shouldn't be that surprising to you. Connor McMichael, who played kind of a big role with the Washington Capitals this year, he is the player that I ultimately believe will kind of uh, take on or he will replace uh, Lars Eller. I do think that the Washington Capitals will move on from Lars Eller this season. I know there's some fond memories associated with Lars Eller, his you know kind of late game heroics in the Stanley Cup and the Stanley Cup playoffs. But... Ultimately, you need to get younger, and Connor McMichael is a better player overall. Um, you know, I, I don't think that we can necessarily judge him based on how he played this last year. He did have kind of a limited role, if you remember correctly. Uh, he was a healthy scratch at times. But let's start out with Connor McMichael. This feels like cheating, considering McMichael played 68 games in his rookie season, but the 21-year-old seems like to having a creased role next season as a full-time center. So that's what I'm talking about. I think a viable option to replace Lars Eller. Both McClellan and coach Peter Laviolette indicated they prefer him at center, and they would like to find a spot for him in the lineup there. So... Kind of what he was talking about here, reading between the lines, the Capitals have Evgeny Kuznetsov, Nicholas Backstrom, Lars Eller, and Nick Dowd all under contract up the middle. So questions about Backstrom's hip, even though those comments certainly are interesting talking about Backstrom. Backstrom has alluded to the fact that he might need rehabilitation or he's actually toyed with the fact of retirement. That is a scary thought to me to think of this Washington Capitals team without Nick Backstrom he was an in and out of the lineup. We liked him best when he was playing center coach. Peter Lavulette said at breakdown day, he seemed like he found more speed through the middle of the ice and he was able to attack the game more through the middle for me moving forward. I definitely think that the center position is where we need to find a spot for him. And, uh, you know, I don't think that Connor McMichael, a lot of these younger players there are not as opposed to playing different positions as some of the older players. They're more Swiss army knives. And I think that they're just kind of when they come up through the ranks, they're kind of conditioned to be like, you know what? You you might be playing on the wing, but you might be playing center as well. So I don't think there's going to be any real issues there with Connor McMichael. And like I say, I think a great viable option for Lars Eller. I know there's contracts, but. You know, uh, there's also the possibility that some of these players could get traded. And I do definitely think that's possible. What they need to do um, ultimately is move a lot of this money out. Um, you know, they're, they're a very top heavy team now. They're playing um, a big amount of money. They're paying a huge amount to Ovechkin and Carlson and Oshie and Backstrom so You know, that's what I'm saying. They're a very top-heavy team, so they're going to have to find a way to be flexible. And uh, if you don't want to move any of those huge marquee names, then you're going to have to kind of work your way down the lineup and look at what players will you be willing to part with. And, uh, you know, I kind of think that Lars Eller fits into that. McMichael scored nine goals and nine assists last year, but considering the Capitals want to find an increased role for him, that means someone who is a veteran center is going to have to be replaced or have their minutes reduced. Uh, again, that's that's where Lars Eller fits in. So now let's take a look at, at defense. And this is what I was talking about. Everyone comes at me and says, Dan, it wasn't the net mining. It was the defense. So let's take a look at what the Washington Capitals have in defense in Hershey. Alexander Alexiev, he is a player that is always with the Washington Capitals through camp. But for whatever reason, he just he doesn't seem to find a role, probably because of it's a veteran laden crew but I think that this season in particular this is a great opportunity for Alexander Alexiev uh, to find his role the 22 year old Russian defenseman could be making the jump to the NHL full-time next season the capitals have five Defenders set to return to the next season John Carlson Dmitry Orlov, Nick Jensen Trevor van Reemsdyke and Martin ferivari all but Ferivari are at least 30 years old and all but Carlson will enter a contract year in 2022-23 season this is a position that could use some youth and certainly some long-term stability. And I agree wholeheartedly with that assessment. Uh, If you take a look at Martin Farivardi, he is a player that, you know, a defenseman that found his way. He was actually able to work up through Hershey and now has a role with the Washington Capitals. So good on the Washington Capitals for doing that, but they need to do that more. And I think this is the optimal time for Alexander Alexiev to make his role Enter of the 2018 first-round pick, has played three seasons for the Hershey Bears, 58 games in 19 20, 12 games in 2021, and was on loan to the KHL team in 68 games in 21-22. So taking a look at Alexiev, I think just a, ra- a real great option for the Washington Capitals as a left-handed shot. It could make sense to bump Van Riemsdyk back to right the, the right side and slide Alexiev up the lineup to give the Capitals their sixth defenseman. And that's just one change. I think you're going to see a lot of changes with the Washington Capitals. Um, But I think that that's where they're going to start. I think that with defense is the big thing. You know, I think that, you know, like I talked about moving on from Lars Eller, but defense is where they need to get younger. Primarily, it is a fast league and uh, you need the Washington Capitals to keep pace. They can't be nostalgic and hold on to former glories. Um, And then the next player is a name that's been familiar on the Washington Capitals for such a long time. Lucas Johansson, defenseman. Uh, or Johansson, it depends on where you're from, has seemingly become a forgotten man in the Capitals prospect pool, but the 24-year-old and former first-round pick has had a nice bounce-back season with the Hershey Bears and put up 28 points in 62 games in the previous three seasons. He's played just 59 games combined due to a bevy of injuries. Now fully healthy, he could be ready to make an impact at the NHL level. Johansson, a left shot, is a restricted free agent, but the Capitals could be inclined to let him... Alexiev and perhaps another defenseman battle it out for a spot on the blue line. And that is kind of a script that they've stuck to uh, for a a large period of time that you always see Johansson uh, Lucas in the, uh, to be particular in training camp. And for whatever reason, if it's injury or whatever the case, then he gets sent down to Hershey and it's been that way for the last few years. But I think this is the breakout year for a lot of these young players. They've got to go younger and we always say it, but we need to make good on that deal. Let's get younger um, and let's do it. You know, like I said, it worked for the Rangers. Uh, next, The next player I'm talking about is Protus. And uh, you saw him play a role at the Washington Capitals this year. The silver lining of capital season that included so many injuries and COVID absences is that they got an extended look at some forwards they likely otherwise wouldn't have Rhoda seems to fit that bill, and I agree with him. In his role with the Washington Capitals, he played well. The 21 year old, six foot six player played 33 games for the Capitals in the 21 22 season and scored three goals with six assists. He then finished the year with Hershey and put up eight goals and 24 points in 42 games. And that's what I'm talking about. A younger player, you know, in in the forward core. That's what they need as well. They need some younger forwards. Now I know there are some great forwards. Let's go over them. Of course, you have um, Alexander Ovechkin. You have Nick Backstrom. You have Tom Wilson. And then there are some great fourth line players. You had Dowd, Hathaway, Hagelin in there. Hagelin, of course who was injured, but then you plugged in uh, Axel Janssen, fialbi and then you had Johan Larson in there. So there, are, it is a pretty good forward core, but um, you know, kind of stick into the script of what we're talking about, they need to go younger. So I think that this next year is going to be um, a really great opportunity for the likes of Alexi Protus. The next player is Hendricks LaPierre-Center. Um, and taking a look at Hendricks, he was another guy that got a brief look with the Capitals uh, in the beginning of the season, but when I was talking with J.J. Regan about Hendricks LaPierre and Connor McMichael is, you know, you they got off to a really solid start, but it wasn't sustainable. You know, there were games where they got a bunch of goals and then they went completely flat. So that is, you know, kind of an interesting uh, position for the Washington Capitals to be in, in LaPierre's uh, uh, in particular here, perhaps the sexiest choice, Of the lot is the 2020 first-round pick who flashed early in Washington before returning to his junior team for the remainder of the season. LaPierre was given a shot to make the NHL roster last season and did so, even scoring in the team's first game of the season against the Rangers. The 20-year-old player played six games and scored no more points before returning to his team in the Quebec major junior league season. And that's what I'm saying about Hendricks is if, you know, if he it doesn't have a spot with the Capitals, perhaps he has a role with the Hershey Bears. But in any case, we need to develop him. He is some raw talent that maybe needs to be cooked a little bit. But in his brief appearances with the Washington Capitals, I think there is some hope Uh, that you know he could be a great fit with this Washington Capitals team all right so after the break here we're going to talk about Lars Eller a little bit more like I said that may have been you know his last game with the Capitals in the playoffs may have been his last game with the Washington Capitals we'll talk about you know what he was up against you know he didn't necessarily have it easy uh, with the Washington Capitals this season we'll talk a bit more about Lars Eller but first all right. Welcome back from the break here. Uh, in this final segment, we are going to talk about Lars Eller and what he was up against. Uh, it wasn't just, you know, a typical bad season. This is in Washington hockey. Now they're talking about Lars Eller. And I agree with assessment. The Veterans Center is open as he discusses the 21-22 campaign, which saw him experience a fair share of adversity along with constant change, some inconsistency and arguably lost opportunity. He says in quotes, it was probably the most challenging season I've had here in terms of things that were going on around me. Eller admitted a lot of changes with lines and also being out myself. So it was probably the most challenging season in terms of that. And it was, you know, and a lot of that, you know, I can't say that it was Lars Eller's fault that he got COVID. But to have it twice and, and to miss a substantial time in protocol definitely did not help a guy that let's be honest. I mean, he's not as young as he once was. And like I said, the NHL is getting older where does he fit in with the future plans with the washington capitals um i think that you know he you know even though he faced that adversity we can't really you know just look at that and go well that's the problem and uh, you know too bad Going into the year, Eller was expected to help fill Nicholas Backstrom's void on the top six as number 19 rehabilitated a lingering hip injury. However, he couldn't quite find consistency or production and went without a goal throughout the first 12 games of the season. After that, on a West Coast swing, Eller found himself quarantined in Anaheim after being the first Washington player to test positive for COVID-19. That's what I'm talking about. It wasn't Lars Eller's fault that he got it. But regardless, and you know, I'm going to kind of remove COVID from the equation here. This Capitals team, like we talked about, needs to get younger. And if you're looking for, you know, um, players that they have in Hershey, we talked about Connor McMichael. I think that going with that, that he is going to be a good fit there. It was more coming in and out, interrupting the flow of what you had going on. Uh, The ice, Eller explained. I think it was more that than anything And, you know, at his point, there was a lot of line shuffling because there was a lot of injury. You look at the issues facing Nick Backstrom. You look at the injuries facing uh, Mantha. So there was a lot of in and out. And, you know, to a player that's used to playing on a certain line with certain players, I suppose to a certain extent, That was difficult for him. But, you know, if they're going to find a role for him, let's say he does come back. Is he going to have the production? Uh, You saw quite a big drop in Eller's production as we've gone on in his career with the Washington Capitals. It was probably toward the end where I played my best hockey. Our line stuck together for a game there, and I felt like, okay, we have something here. And then I had to stay back and I was out again, Eller said. So, yeah, it was a challenging year. But that's what these players have to do. They have to find a way to overcome. I think I ended on a good note when we got a little bit more stability. Eller said, I think I was trending the right way. Playoffs is still, you're still a little bit emotionally attached to that, saying it wasn't good enough or we should have done it this way or we should have done it that way. I think that still plays into my thinking. I haven't distanced from all of that yet. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, when you're building something throughout the the season, you know, us as fans, we watch it, we get attached to a season, but imagine being one of the players that was a part of that, their push, they were, they did their part They, you know, despite all the inconsistency that they had in that, they found a way to get to the playoffs only to lose in the first round once again. So that has to be, you know, very difficult, you know, like I've talked about, if you, if you saw Alex Ovechkin, he looked like he was near tears. Um, at a lot of different points when they were talking to him in his uh, post-game presser and kind of post-season presser. And it's tough for him because he, you know, as the captain of the team, he put on a strong face for a long time for this team. And he said, you know, we're going to find a way to win. We're going to do it. And, uh, you know, that's what you have to tell your players. He's almost like a boss. You know, if your boss says we're screwed, then, I mean, you know, a lot of the guys underneath you are going to have that same, that same feeling. So, You know, just looking at that, I hope you know. Taking a look at Lars Eller, if he, you know, if he doesn't have find a role with the Washington Capitals, I wish him nothing but the best. But I think, you know, this is my assessment. If I'm the GM. That's what I'm talking about. You know, we can't do a total tear down to the studs, but we slowly have to work on these younger players. You you have to move on from Eller. You got to put in Mick Michael in. You have Alexia. you have Lucas Johansson, these are the players, this is their time because they're getting older as well. And we don't want to miss their prime years in AHL. And I know that they do great work down in AHL Hershey. And every year uh, they, they end up going to the playoffs and they've won the Calder Cup a bunch of times. But this is the time for the Washington Capitals to go younger. I don't want to be having this conversation next year saying, oh, another first round exit when it poof, hits you straight in the face. We saw this coming. We knew there were issues in that. We didn't address it. Brian McClellan didn't adju- uh, address it. Is he going to address it this offseason? That's what I'm talking about. Otherwise, we are going to be facing the same thing again. And, you know, I'm getting a little bit sick of it. How about you, Washington Capitals fans? You know, I put on a strong face and I had a lot of faith in this team, but ultimately it wasn't enough. And, uh, uh, And wasn't enough isn't something that I want to be talking about again next year. So let's hope they make those needed changes and let's hope they at least start to get younger. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from our local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals.